Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Nathaniel Pichon-Getzels. Uh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Nathaniel, great to have you here. Now, you work in a particular segment that often makes the headlines in the Wall Street Journal, in the real estate section. It often makes the headlines in the in the tabloids. But it's also an area that is, I think, rather poorly understood, and that is you're involved in real estate sales for celebrities. But before we dive into those details, maybe give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Sure. Well, I've taught in my previous life, I like to say, I've taught in every level of school from preschool administrator to college. You know, I was finishing my master's degree and I thought, okay, what are all the things that I love and am I going to be able to use any of these degrees to do it? And those degrees were not in business or real estate, but they had a lot to do with human development. And so I had a big background in why people move, where they move. For fun, I would study market trends. That would be like my guilty pleasure in the day. And so the psychology of why and what drives people to move is the core of my business versus a business or, or versus a more um, financial driven. People come from a more financially driven background of dollar for square foot. And okay, I can figure that out and I can help them make money. So for me, it was more about how can I help form a lifestyle, a life, because where people move and when they move changes everything about their life and their lifestyle changes their entire trajectory in little and big ways. Sometimes they realize it, sometimes they don't. So I thought if I could help people with a large financial decision, not always the largest, but often, and something that literally shaped their life and their families' lives for generations, then that was something that, that I really could get behind because my background was always about helping people. And this is the way I felt like I could help people and incorporate the subjects of things that I love as well. So hope that made sense. I love that. You know, there's an awful lot of folks in, in the real estate space that are just focused on the dollars and cents. And in particular, if you have a client base for whom money is not necessarily the most important thing, then what is the most important thing? Where is the differentiator? For some, it might be an interior designer who's just going to bring design sensibility to the space. But oftentimes, there's way more to it than that. And it sounds like you're thinking about this in a much more holistic manner. I think that's also why I've been able to create a very unique customer base, whether it be celebrities who are in the middle of the, the hottest gossip pages or you know CEOs who just created billions of dollars for themselves you know, their motivations are a little bit different. Now, there's a lot of similarities, but the motivations of what they want in the house and what they're desiring and what's important to them is a little different, and especially on how they want to go about getting it. I mean, most agents have probably not ever had a client tell them a certain amount of money is a disgusting amount of money just to negotiate over, right? I had a, a client years ago and we were buying a $10 million house. Well, the house was listed for 10 million. I knew we could get it for 9.5. And so I called my client 
And I said, hey, um, we should respond at $500,000 or less, you know, 9.5. And, and uh, the client says to me, no, 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 I'm getting on a, a cruise tomorrow. I don't want to have to worry about this. Your job is to lock in the house for me. It's a different feeling. It's a different idea. I mean, another client, he always makes me smile. He's a great, great guy, great guy. And everything is about the vibes. He could, you know, we'll walk into a house. We can spend an hour in there or we can spend five minutes, but it's about the vibes. He always tells me, oh, if I feel the vibes, it's my house. If I don't feel the vibes, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's fascinating. And it's not about the money. It could be a $10 million house. It could be a $4 million house. We saw houses that are $10, $15 million apart from each other. And it's just about the way it makes them feel and the way it gets this creative juices flowing. That was it. Yeah, you know, I, I, it, it's amazing. You know, the, the, the things that go through people's minds is completely different. So once you take money out of the picture, right, what becomes important to you? Yeah, I always think back to this, this study that I did years ago, and it had to do with green space. And it's just one example. But so when I was back in my former life, I did a lot of research projects. And one of them I did was to establish that green space is mentally and physically healthy for people to use, meaning going outside to natural places. That's what I mean by green space. Yeah. So the number one determining factor on if people took advantage of green space or not, had nothing to do if they liked it, didn't have to do if they were healthy, didn't have to do with really their lifestyle. It had to do with proximity, just access. So meaning if you live closer to green space, you are dramatically more likely to actually go and use it and enjoy it and have all the benefits from it. And I think a lot of people discount how far they are from the things that make them happy, the things that change their lifestyle on a daily basis. My uncle, he moved to, to Florida recently. And one of the, his favorite things to do is he loves to walk to the market because they have this farmer's market and he takes a wagon and he goes and he buys all this fresh food and it's all fresh organic. And he said he's gotten so much healthier because he now eats mainly the fresh organic food that he gets from the farmer's market because he could walk there. He's always loved it. He's always loved being healthy. The food's better, but it's just proximity. So for a lot of celebrities, there's some things that are consistent, right? Privacy. Privacy is huge. You don't want the paparazzi on your front yard. And that's why a lot of them end up in either gated communities or they have big gates in front of their houses. And most celebrities have their properties tucked away in a series of trusts. Well, a, a normal buyer's house, you could probably look up their name and find their house. But a lot of celebrities, they will put several levels to make sure no one can figure out it's their house. And sometimes they're funny names like the, the blue whale or something that means something to them. But it's something so it's, it's more private, right? More private, more secure. And a lot of celebrities also buy several properties as investments and you would never know it because they're not talking about it, right? Like, and so sometimes the tabloids, like I've had several clients recently get picked up in tabloids of buying houses that are not their homes. It's properties they technically bought, but somebody sold the information somewhere and it gets hyped on, right? Or, oh, this person was seen here or there in this house or that house. And it's an ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend or wife. And there's some, some situation going on there. 
Fascinating. So, I mean, talk a little bit about the marketing of a home maybe for sale, because I think you've got perhaps a tension between the desire to market widely so that you attract buyers, and then at the same time, perhaps a desire for privacy and secrecy that are at polar opposites of each other. How do you manage that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a hard balance on the property and the celebrity as well. Like some celebrities, they want their houses to be marketed as their house because it's going to increase the value. Like years ago, I was in a house that was owned by the Osbournes and it was known as their house already. So they they leaned into that. Now I have other clients who they don't want anyone to know. They've went through all those layers to keep their privacy. So we have to strip down, you know, when we show the house, we have to make sure there's no personal items. I usually have them move out, take all their furniture out, stage it, and then you still want to market it widely, but you have to be much more careful about qualifying the people who actually come into the house because they might just wanting to be close to the celebrities. I mean, I've had people where it's not even a celebrity house and they fabricate all kinds of documents and uh, stories and they have other people you can call to verify their fake stories just to l- literally get into the house. Wow. I mean, I had one guy, he, he created a whole whole letter that he had won the lottery out of the country. You know, he had bank letters and this and that. And I thought, well, this seems a little weird. So if you call the bank in that other country, they verify that it's not real. The letter was just as fake as the signature on it. But people will go through such lengths just to be near either celebrities or just expensive homes. Sometimes the expensive home is the celebrity. I mean, look at the one in um, Bel Air, Beverly Hills. That home became such a, there was such a fever just to get into it, just to see it, to see all these wild things. What could be in such a over-the-top expensive property? I must see it, right? Right, right. So you add that and then you figure, you know, if there's, like a Jay-Z or a Beyonce or a big celebrity, or maybe one that has a little bit more, like just think if, uh, you know, think right now if, if like Will Smith or or someone who's who's in the news right now wanted to sell a house, it would be a nightmare. It would be a mess. Absolutely. right. But you still want to sell it and you still have to show it off to the, the highest of its ability. So that's really when you look at the qualities of the house, the craftsmanship, you have to do more what I like to call sniper marketing Mm. where you actually pre-target the people around the world so even though you're reaching around the world you're choosing the specific types of individuals who are most likely to buy that property and you're reaching out to them either directly or electronically or both and by by directly i mean like call email right but i can also target them by interests but interests are, are actually one of the most effective ways that people don't realize you can reach a lot of people because you can find people who have similar interests and a lot of people in certain economic classes have similar interests, right? There are not that many people who are in a owner's club of Rolls Royces that don't have some disposable income. For example, this is just a very wide, simplistic, oversimplified example, but you get what I'm saying. So I have a friend, he's a part of this collectible Porsche club, right? These cars are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of these cars are worth more than some of the houses that we've sold, 
right? So there are all these different unique ways to reach people that when you get to that level of home, you have to employ those kinds of more creative marketing styles. Otherwise, you'll never reach the people because, you know, it'll be too wide. You won't, you won't actually reach any of the people you need. You'll just be making a lot of noise. And since there's so much noise on the internet, you have to be able to cut through it somehow. And you can do it by using these niches. Sure, sure. I've always believed that when value is unclear, then the discussion always degenerates to price. When you have a luxury property, maybe a celebrity property, how do you in fact determine that notion of value? You know, why is a particular house worth 59 million or 12 million or pick, pick a number? It doesn't matter what it is because it's not like you have a ton of comps. You're not going to send an appraiser there and he's going to give you a 50 page report telling you based on all of these various reasons, this property is exactly worth 24.6 million. That's not how it works, right? So how does price discovery happen in this particular segment? Well, and I would agree with you that most of the time uh, when value is unclear, it devolves to price. However, in the luxury, especially the ultra luxury, meaning a more than $10 million price point, it absolutely cannot and shouldn't. And if it does, somebody has made a big mistake somewhere because mm. luxury is really more about the feeling. It's about the lifestyle. It's about what the intangibles that it gets you is really where luxury lies. Now, if you want to look on the tangible side, sure, it's a way to preserve your assets, right? Asset preservation. Where else am I going to put $200 million that I know where it is? I can go touch it. I can insure it. I can pull out uh, money against it. I can rent it out, right? If it burns down, I, get, I, still, I still get reimbursed. You know what I mean? So, so there's, there's a few different things at play there. Some of it is just asset preservation, and why is that house worth 200 million and that house is worth one? Well, if I pay two, my assets are probably pretty safe. So all of a sudden you saw this huge explosion of $100 million plus houses in LA. And that's one of the drivers. Where else are you going to put the money? Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's literally the safest thing. If you look at millionaires and billionaires around the world, 98% of them have the majority of their wealth or at least a large portion of their wealth in real estate. That's not an accident, right? It, it's a great store of value. It's, it's, to me, it's best. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can argue all these other assets, but they're, they're more volatile than real estate. So, but from the, the psychological side of it, oh, I have a better view, or I get the westward wind, or my house is more notable, or some of them become like an art house, right? Like there's, there's houses in Malibu. They all have names. And the reason they have names, they're more like art pieces, right? There's the Wave House. There's all these different unique homes. And it becomes, I own this unique thing. It's not about my price per square foot, like in a commercial building. Absolutely. I have this or, you know, the, the, the floors. I have a house that um, my client just built. And the floors are this custom Italian Emola. The walls are $10,000 each of, of this rare kind of shell. It's not about the, the actual value. It's about the intangible value. I mean, that house has a mural that was painted because of the way it makes you feel and the way that the owner said it was, uh, it gives it that style, right? It feels it. So that it becomes this big intangible value that, you can't put a dollar on cents to, but 
when you're there, you feel it, you understand it, and then it becomes a bigger picture. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So are there folks that are specializing in developing spec product for that segment, or is it all custom? There's a few that do, like, for example, the one would be a spec. The house I was talking about on 30 acres is a spec house for that segment. But it's a largely, it is custom, but I mean, there's there's several builders like here in LA. So it, it, it depends. In LA, there's actually several builders that build spec. There's a house that's coming on the market called the Brentwood Oasis. That one is, it's a spec home and it has a custom basketball court and it has a custom this and it has a custom that. And there's all these homes that, that are built for spec. Now, you're not going to find that like in um, Oklahoma, right? That's going to be that's going to be a, uh, a fully custom custom because there's a demand. So in international places, Miami, oh Miami's a, they're doing a lot of uh, luxury spec right now, but Miami, LA, New York, you're going to see some spec properties like that. Yes, absolutely, but for the most part. Very often, they become custom immediately once they're bought. Like if you look at the house that Kim and Kanye West bought, which at the time was the home in in, um, in Hidden Hills, which is a gated city here in LA. The it's a the whole city is gated, guard gated, and they bought it for twenty million dollars and gutted everything to the studs, and it sat gutted, and then was completely rebuilt. Right. So even if the house is built for spec. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be highly customized. I mean, I had a guy that he bought a house in Beverly Hills and it was it was many, many, many millions. And he gutted all the floors, which were brand new, and put gold plated tiles that had his initials in them. So it all even if you say spec homes, it's not the same as like a track home or a, a home built by a, a, a builder for a, the general market. Right. They all become so specialized because even if you buy a house for twenty five, a hundred million dollars, you're going to customize it because you want it to be feel like yours because you're buying a home in that section because of the way it makes you feel because of those unique little things, because of you have these little things to either brag about or talk about or custom things that make you feel good or whatever. So even those spec homes are custom if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, Nathaniel, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Absolutely. The best way you can follow me on Instagram at Getzel's group, G E T Z E L S G R O U P Getzel's group. And I have a pretty unique name. So if you can't find me on Instagram, you can Google me, my website, my phone number, everything's in there. But the best way initial contact is uh, I'd say go to my Instagram. Fabulous. Well, Nathaniel, love the perspective. It's not something we've uh, discussed a tremendous amount on the show. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Nathaniel at Getzel's group on Instagram. The link will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.